0: How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Thursday, December the 23rd. Hello, everyone. Hope you're extraordinarily well. And uh, hey, it looks like the lack of news has kicked off in full uh, as we get to the Christmas season here. And this is probably going to continue for the next few weeks. And so today we're going to go to the listener q and I'm going to bring some of your voices onto the show and, you know, do something a little fun. All right, so let's get our first listener call in here from Jonathan. Hi, my name is Jonathan. I'm from Bristol in the UK, and I've been listening pretty regularly to your show for about two years now. So first of all, thank you for all the great content that you make. Uh, my question is, what is your all-time favorite video game mechanic? Like the mechanic which, when you learn it's in the game, makes you instantly want to play it. And which game do you think shows it off the best? I think for me, it would be time manipulation. and uh, think that comes from playing a lot of Zelda. Uh, so I did take up your recommendation to play The Forgotten City, and I had a lot of fun with that, so thank you. Anyway, thanks for listening. Okay, thank you, Jonathan, for calling in, and for... the kind words. And I think you definitely hit on something there with the time manipulation. It's something that we don't see a lot in video games, probably because it's pretty hard to implement. Both technically, from a programmatic perspective, but also from a creative perspective. There's so many interesting design challenges that come up when you're like, hey... We're going to do a time loop, or we're going to go back in time. There's a lot to account for, right? But when a game does it, and they do it well, it becomes a very, very interesting game. The Forgotten City was mentioned, Outer Wilds, Zelda, etc. But it could also go very, very wrong, right? Because it's so easy to mess up. So anyway, yeah, good call on that one. I will say, when I heard this question, the immediate first thing that came to mind for me, in terms of video game mechanic... Uh, was a grappling hook. I think anytime I see a grappling hook in a video game, I am instantly, like, 50% more interested in it. Because in most cases, it means that they're really paying attention to movement in the game, and good movement with a grappling hook is a key to my heart. What are some games that do a grappling hook well? I think about, obviously, all of the Spider-Man games, which I suppose is not technically a grappling hook, but it's functionally the same thing. Uh, I really, really loved playing Marvel Spider-Man on the PlayStation simply because of how I moved. I could have swung around that city exclusively and and not had combat or anything like that, and I would have had a good time. I think a recent example that does really well with the grappling hooks is uh, Halo Infinite. In the main campaign, they make it always available to have the grappling hook, and it's a lot of fun to swing around that campaign with it. Of course, it's available in the multiplayer as well for limited uses and... There's a lot of great gifs and videos that come out of people using the the grappling hook in interesting ways. We've seen that in other shooters as well. We think about Apex Legends with that little robot character who has it. Uh, He was always my main character when I played Apex, just because even if I was no good with it, it was just so fun to navigate the map with it. Now, that being said, similar to time manipulation, I think if that the movement in your game is not free-flowing, then a grappling hook becomes less interesting. For example, the franchise Just Cause specifically Just Cause 2, this is a game that used a grappling hook extensively, but you didn't really use it to swing, you just used it to navigate. It was fun, it was good, but it wasn't like prime grappling hook, in my opinion. Besides a grappling hook, I don't know what else is really attractive to me when I look at it in a video game. I think about like character customization. If you have a game where you're looking at specific characters a lot, and you have a protagonist that can be customized and you have a really good character creator, then you're going to pique my interest. I especially love games like, I don't know, The Sims, or any of these worlds where you really can just sit down and take the time to make it look how you want, without limitations on, you know, the ways that they monetize the game, because nowadays a lot of microtransactions are very visual, right? And that's fine, most of the time that's because they're actually making the game for free, and I think that's a fair trade-off. But if you tell me there's a $20 game where I can spend like an hour in the character creator oh man i will and i will do it happily okay so there's a few of them there that that are very interesting to me there's some obvious ones as well like if you're gonna tell me there's deck building or there's roguelike mechanics like that's it you bought me but you all know that already so i thought i would do some other ones once again jonathan thank you so much for calling in and folks if you would like to do the same as jonathan and get your voice here on the show uh sometime in the next few weeks please head on over to thegamingobserver.com slash feedback, and there's going to be a little record button there. You can just do it right on your phone. Nice and easy, 30 seconds. Give me your name, where you're from, ask a question, or leave a comment, and we'll keep it rolling. You can also just record it anywhere you want and send it to me however you want. It really doesn't matter, but that's like an easy way to do it. Okay, that's all for now. Back tomorrow with another show. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the era of TGO where I have no news to talk about, and so we just kind of do stuff until the news comes back. But hey, that's okay, you know? It's kind of in the in the spirit of people having the holidays off of work for the most part, and the the general holiday spirit. It's a different time of year, you know? And it's especially, it's a, it's a, a notable end of year for Shelby and I, especially, because, you know, this is our last... Christmas in Canada for the for you know, as as far as we know, <laughs> as far as we're planning, uh, for a while, maybe it'll probably just be a one year break of Christmas. We want to do it somewhere else in the world and bring a family member there instead. Uh, and then, pr- what's most likely is that when we visit home in Canada while traveling the world, it will be at the Christmas time. But you know, we're we're going to be leaving early next year. We're you know probably March is going to be our our kickoff, and so. Really, the the new year is really a new year for us. January is the month of getting rid of all our stuff. February is the month of like living, living as if we're gone without actually being gone because we want to make sure that we're fully prepared and then we leave. So, yeah, sorry in advance if there's any issues with this show in that time, like it's going to get pretty hectic. And, you know, that's nothing new for, for a daily news update that I do uh, not as my full time gig. I've had interruptions over the full three to four year existence of this show, right? Especially when I was in school. I mean, I, I think I've been a lot more consistent since I've left school because there's so much less I need to do now. Oh my God. Let me tell you, I've been relishing in my free time over the last six months of not having any homework at all. It is a blessing. And it means I can do the show more reliably, obviously. Uh, but still, you know, the nature of it being a daily show is is really what gets in the way of things, right? If this was a weekly show, if this is something I did every week, there would never have been a problem. It's just this idea that I need to be available every evening for an hour or two, you know, like that's really where the annoying stuff happens, which again, would be fine if it was my job. And then I could be like, oh, I work evenings, you know, like, like plenty of people do in the world. But when I also work during the day, just makes it harder. Anyway, how did I get down this path? Yeah, life is changing soon. I, I guess that's where it started. I'm excited to do the call-ins again. I think last year we had actually quite a few because I was in Toronto at the time and I was like, hey, we're going to go home for two weeks and I need to pre-record a bunch of stuff because I'm not bringing my recording equipment. So, you know, send in your questions. And you did. I think we had like two weeks of content of people calling in. So, you know, I figured we could do it again. I'm assuming it's going to work. I haven't got a lot of submissions so far. So if you have not recorded anything, like please feel free to. Especially if you've never interacted with me before, like I would love to get the chance to like hear your voice and interact with you, at least in some capacity, because there's a good shot that if you submit something, it's going to be here. So, you know, my audience is not yet big enough that I need to ignore people. Maybe I'll be proven wrong this year. I don't know, but I don't think so. My audience size has not changed that much in the last year. Also, shout out to video game grappling hooks. Am I right? I hope I had like at least a few people being like, yeah, I agree because I feel like every game that has good movement should implement a grappling hook at some point. Okay, anyway, I'm off to, uh, I'm actually off to a date night. We're going to be doing a, a restaurant visit. Haven't had one of those in a very long time, but Shelby and I just wanted wanted some time before the chaos of Christmas. So anyway, that's all for now. Thanks. Talk tomorrow.